0: World Reading Club Focus, Status as a Disservice, Status as a Disservice. You're listening to World Reading Club Focus, Status as a Disservice. The Blue Check Fiasco reveals a shallow understanding of how status motivates participation in in social networks. Here's a deeper look. <clears throat> this edition's reading focus comes to us from Every, Every.to, and is titled Status as a Disservice. The blue check fiasco reveals a shallow understanding of how status motivates participation in social networks. Here is a deeper look by Nathan Bachez, published on November 10th, 2022. That's uh, today in some part of the world, November 10th, where I am, it's still November 9th. Every.to continues. All great ideas eventually get abused. With the $8 blue checks for all era upon us, it seems we have reached a new low point for Eugene Ways' seminal theory of Social Networking, Status as a Service, published in 2019. The original theory makes perfect sense. People tend to seek the most efficient path to gaining social status, and social networks succeed when they give a meaningful segment of the population a uniquely efficient path to winning status. But a fixation on digital status leads to boring apps that nobody wants to use. Anyone remember BitClout? I worry this type of thinking will degrade Twitter. Hmm. All right, so I'm taking a moment now here to uh, share this room, just in case a friend over here. All right, here we go. That should be working. All right, every.to continues. Thankfully, there is an antidote. Instead of focusing on symbols of status, Twitter, and really anyone building a social network, should focus on helping users create things for each other that have real value, entertainment, knowledge, and connection. A person's status is ultimately a function of the value they create for others. Making the symbols of status more visible without increasing value creation is like printing money without increasing the productive capacity of the economy. It feels good in the short run, but leads nowhere. We are entering a period of non-transitory status symbol inflation. Twitter allowing anyone to buy a blue check makes about as much sense as Harvard allowing anyone to purchase a degree. The value proposition evaporates when anyone can get it. Predictably, Some folks at Twitter realized they needed a new tier above the blue check to preserve a status hierarchy even before the $8 blue check subscription service went live. All this fiddling with badges and checks is clearly a waste of time. Hold on for a second. What's going on here? All right. Let me let me uh, get back into this thing here. There's a... Okay. All right. Predictably, some folks at Twitter realized they needed a new tier above the blue check to preserve a status hierarchy even before the $8 blue check subscription service went live. Esther Crawford a lot of folks have asked about how you'll be able to distinguish between at Twitter blue subscribers with blue check marks and accounts that are verified as official which is why we're introducing the official label to select accounts when we launch. Huh. Then Hours into the rollout of the new gray check system, Elon Musk decided he didn't like it. Elon Musk replying to MKBHD, at MKBHD, I just killed it. Twitter support. We're not currently putting an official label on accounts, but we are aggressively going after impersonation and deception. But wait! The legacy status system lives on. If you click someone's check, you can still see if they earned it, left, or merely bought it, right. All this fiddling with badges and checks is clearly a waste of time. It degrades the value of Twitter's platform and does its users a disservice. Instead of self-defeating $8 cash grabs, Twitter should focus on deepening its users' ability to create value for each other in the form of entertainment, knowledge, and connection, and to bring more valuable creators into the network. It's the only sustainable path forward. I have to take a break here and say that I have been talking about this for the longest time, so many times on Twitter. Uh, breakout talks, on talks on wisdom, and here on talks on Colin. I even more recently talked about toggling the toggling the the social audio hierarchy, or tog- toggling the social podcasting hierarchy, or toddle- toggling the audio social podcast audio social hierarchy. And in each one of those, I talk about this exact same thing about creating value and edutainment so that's entertainment education right and communities and networks so this is amazing that this is coming out now and because this is the thing and he's putting it in such a great way so i really love this type of reinforcement right here because i and and the example that i used several times was how uh governments Right? Like China for example and the United States, they equally do this. They look to entice, to coax, to bribe, even if you will, some of the top talents in the world that they can to come work for the United States government. Oh my god. I gotta come out of here. I just realized you got to closed, right? Yeah, we're on All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this is the thing that I was talking about the in- those talks is that. So these are ways that these uh, that the governments choose to entice people to come through, right? Is by offering all these amazing incentives and high pay and status and even uh, citizenship. In the case of, I know China, for example. I don't know about the United States because I'm already United States citizenship. With citizenship, however, this is the thing that when I was living there for four and a half years, it was like a big deal you know, everyone is looking because uh, i mean they give you so many great perks that a lot of people are looking to see how they could stay there permanently even before elizabeth Carrasco, and i were attempting to figure out how we could do that because it was so uh, enticing it was so uh it, it was very 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 uh, uh i don't know if what i'm looking for but it was it was definitely very, very attractive propositions being out there uh, in China with the, the perks and everything that they would give uh, so easily. And you know, I now realize that it's because of this whole idea of uh, snagging the best talent in the world. Because then it improves your nation's economy and all kinds of other factors that can make. The, your your place of, of origin your birth your nationality uh, you can build up um, your status and your place in the world so that's one big uh, advantage of that so now that I finish rustling my things together I can continue with status as a disservice on every okay so here we go so this is the, the main point that really stuck it out to me says, Twitter should focus on deepening its users' ability to create value for each other in the form of entertainment, knowledge, and connection, and to bring more valuable creators into the network. It's the only sustainable path forward. There is no alternative. The reason most people care about Twitter is because of the people they meet the ideas they get exposed to, and the laughs they have when discovering something amusing and strange. When we get the feeling that someone is just playing a status game, it's boring and untrustworthy. Hence, the disdain for Thread Boys. That being said, social status is real, and people are motivated to get it. But how does status really work? And how can social platforms sustainably harness it? The theory of status as a service. Let's begin with two principles people are status seeking monkeys, point one, and point two people seek out the most efficient path to maximizing social capital. So begins Eugene Way's essay The Basic Idea is that we crave status because ever since we were monkeys, status conferred evolutionary advantages to the people who had it. In simple terms, being popular makes you more likely to survive and reproduce. Social networks' main function is to give users an efficient path to gaining social status. On the more obvious side of how this works is that status is the main incentive for people who supply content to these networks. Most people who create content do so at least in part because they crave recognition and respect. Not me, of course. I do it purely for the love of the craft. But even if it's less obvious, status drives the demand side, too we pay rapt attention to content when, at some level, we believe it can teach us something that will help us gain status. The gamer who watches tutorials, the teenager watching TikTok dances, the pr- and the programmer reading technical documentation all feel motivated to keep going because the content they're consuming supports their personal status acquisition business model. Marshall McLuhan had a quote on this that uh, I often return to. Anyone who tries to make a distinction between education and entertainment doesn't know the first thing about either. You know, this is why I've always really loved that term edutainment that I used earlier. I used edutainment because that's what I feel really is the best way to talk about this. Now, I have to travel because time is getting short here. It's 8.34, and I have to get to my assignment. So, I'm going to eat a muffin. I I have to fix my headphones. Oh, my God. Maybe. But I do have to move from here. All right. Now, let's just see. I'm going to read this part again because this is is quite fascinating. Uh, Welcome, Charlie. So this is quite fascinating, this part right here. All right. Marshall McLuhan had a quote on this that I often return to. Anyone who tries to make a distinction between education and entertainment doesn't know the first thing about either. Dopamine, the most, the most overhyped of neurotransmitters, is fundamentally about learning. It's a signal to your brain that you found something valuable in a similar, similar context in the past. So, you should keep going. You can put all the badges you want on a profile, but our brains are smart. We only care about sources of real value. It doesn't matter that much if there's a check or not next to it. If the symbol stops correlating with something real, we get banner blindness. The argument isn't that the check should be protected or that it matters much today. It's instead that the actual function it plays was the original intended role, verifying That this user is who they say they are, rather than conferring status. But obviously, people do want status. The question is, how is it actually gained? The evolutionary psychology of status. I'm getting into this. I'm going to be fucking late to work. All right. The Evolutionary Psychology of Status. In 2001, a classic paper was published by Harvard professor Joseph Henrich that attempted to explain status, or, in his parlance, prestige, using evolutionary theory. People who display excellence in valued domains of activity are treated with deference by other members of their group because it's rational to want to be close to that person. First, because they have the power to help you. It pays to be friends with a skilled toolmaker when you need a new hand axe, And it's nice to have the ear of the wise elder when big decisions are being made. Second, it's good to have access to people with proven abilities because humans are social learners. Monkey see, monkey do. The closer you are to a good role model, the closer you can observe them, the better you can do. But it's clear that people don't just want to be high status. We also want to have genuine non-transactional relationships We want to feel like we're part of a community that is bigger than ourselves. We want to work toward goals that matter to us alongside other people who feel the same way. With status alone, life feels empty. Admiration is not a substitute for friendship. To be clear, status and meaning are not mutually exclusive. In fact, I would argue that one is impossible without the other. Most people only achieve excellence and value domains of activity when they have some purpose beyond status. Otherwise, they would not persevere when things get hard. This might seem like a sentimental a- platitude, but I think it contains practical and underrated lessons for companies like Twitter. Status update. If you think of of social media as a battle royale where everyone is trying to make their status number go up, then it would make sense to design features like this. Nikita Beer at Nikita Beer. The blue verification is a half-baked idea. While status is important to users, the feature should also incentivize deeper engagement. You should be paying to showcase your account's recent performance, i.e., likes, follows driving you to tweet more to make the number go up i feel comfortable picking on nikita because his app is currently number one in the app store generating millions in revenue he can take it but i don't actually think twitter is actually an empty status game i think most people come back every day for some combination of three things to be connected to interesting people to learn interesting things and to be entertained. Hello, Vlad. Right, and to be entertained. So what's happening right now is a MacGuffin, just a way into those three main values. As I mentioned earlier, I think the desire for status is connected to those values and impossible to separate, but it's more nuanced than just showing off checks or growth numbers as if they're digital bling. Going back to the evolutionary origins of our drive for status, what we really want is to be valuable and valued within a community. This is not an original or new idea. And if you don't and you don't need any form of science to know it. In the Theory of Moral Sentiments, published in 1759 by famed economist Adam Smith, there's a line that perfectly captures this. Man naturally desires not only to be loved, but to be lovely. And that the young age of 23 Abraham Lincoln concluded his first ever campaign speech by saying, every man is said to have his peculiar ambition. Whether it be true or not, I can say for one that I have no other so great as that of being truly esteemed of my fellow men by rendering myself worthy of their esteem. To me, it seems clear that this is how the vast majority of people feel. We don't just want trappings of prestige. We want to deserve them. Therefore, if I were Twitter, I would focus on helping users create more connection, knowledge and entertainment from which status naturally flows as a reward for excellence rather than focusing on status symbols and encouraging users to chase status directly, the more creators engage in transparent clout chasing, the less they're able to make people feel connected, informed, and entertained. This is easier said than done, given that obviously people do want status and are at times willing to take shortcuts, but in the end, it's not all that complicated. Value creation. To give credit where it's, where credit's due. Elon Musk has expressed interest in several ideas that would be a big step that would be a step in the right direction, like longer videos, being able to attach long-form text to tweets, better search, and bringing back a version of Vine. I also think features like birdwatch which gives more context to tweets that may be misleading, are incredibly helpful. You know, I also actually think and actually know right now that um, that people are missing out that uh, this app right here, Colin is actually much more powerful and better than Twitter, if only people knew about it. Um. What? Oh my God. I gotta drink this coffee. I gotta get my bike. For real this time. I'm late. Ah, late for work. But fortunately, it's uh, Wednesday night, right? So it's not gonna be busy. So I can get there a little later. Oh boy. But this is it time to saddle up. All right, let me put this on. All right, here we go. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's try this one more time. To give credit where credit's due. Elon Musk has expressed Ideas that would be a step in the right direction, like longer videos, being able to attach long-form text to tweets, better search, and bringing back a version of Vine. I also think features like Birdwatch, which gives more context to tweets that may be misleading, are incredibly helpful. But beyond any specific feature, I think it's important to cultivate an ethos of what makes a good Twitter account, and celebrate that. So far, platforms like YouTube and TikTok have done a much better job at that because there is no more friction to create. Video platforms, by necessity, created an identity creator with a set of values and celebrated the people who best embodied those values. Twitter, so far, has not articulated a vision of what makes a good tweeter. Even that phrase, good tweeter, to me, makes me think of someone who is probably witty or snarky more so than genuinely helpful or entertaining the way a good youtuber is. I don't think it has to be this way. People like uh, like Visekonv Virashimi to me show the way towards a better vision for what Twitter can be. He has built a real community that he has fun with, learns things with, and yes, earns status in. Visas verbose vaudeville. If we play our cards right, (laughs) golden age for humanity, shifting global consciousness, nourishing supportive medicines, High trust plus high openness scene of exploration, wow. Okay, April 30th, 2022 20, 55 a.m. But it's the authentic, old-fashioned kind of status that comes from a genuine desire to be helpful, not the gamified, empty version that is fixated on the symbols. I think, over time, Twitter will build new products that help people like Visa create more value. I'm sure there will be algorithm marketplaces, audio and video private communities, and long form writing, but at the heart of it, it only works if there is a culture that can generate sustainable value. And all cultures need to be nurtured to stay healthy. It might seem fuzzy or wishy-washy, but if I were a Twitter shareholder, that would be one of my biggest concerns. All right. So that was this fantastic article. Uh, the, the website link is at the top of the description. Um, it is now, oh boy, I think 8.48 p.m. And I have to get to work in, uh, well, I'm supposed to be there at nine. It takes me 30 minutes, so I guess I'm gonna be 15 minutes late. Uh that's okay. Actually probably even I could probably ride faster and get there sooner, but I'm not going to break stuff to do that. So All right. This needs to be out there. I'm going to publish this uh soon as I'm done, but I've got to end the room now. Thank you Charlie and thank you uh Vlad for um for showing up here. And by the way, I had sent Charlie a message earlier, which is really funny, before I saw this article. And I sent him a message and I said, "Hi Charlie, I was curious what steps I could take to verify my credentials to obtain a blue check on my profile. Yes, that's right. I sent that message to Charlie (laughs) before I saw this. And then I went over to Wisdom and I was on a uh, a talk with Andrea Raquel. And at the end of the show, I told her I had just found this because I got kicked off of her show several times uh, by uh, some glitch or something that was going on. And as I was trying to get back on and listening to another friend of ours, Cicely Marie Goose, on there, I, uh, I saw that article and decided to make it one of the readings here. As I usually like to read interesting things, but I have to go now because, as you can probably hear, there's wind blowing and I'm on my bicycle. This is a dangerous affair, so uh, I'm gonna stop for a moment and shut it down. All right, y'all, uh, stay well.